caring for children has always been one of the deepest and most satisfying things a human being can do. The world is changing and there's never been a more important time for childcare business owners to start marketing their businesses. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about everything that can help you grow your childcare business and stand out in a crowded market. Welcome to the Childcare Business Growth Podcast. Hey everyone, it's Nick here from Childcare Business Growth and I'm super excited to announce today I have the amazing Cindy with me. Now, lots of you will already know Cindy. So Cindy, thank you so much for joining me. I know we've had a couple of chats about the book and you know we haven't long known each other, but I hope you don't mind me saying this, but I already feel quite close to you guys and what you're doing. We say have the same kind of values, the same beliefs. Um, so I'm really grateful for you, first of all, writing the chapter in the book, but also now giving up your time to come on the podcast and tell everyone a little bit more, just like a snippet about your book. So do you want to, if you don't mind, just to give maybe some that don't know who you are, give a quick intro to you and your background, if that's okay. Sure. Um, yeah, my name is Cindy Alexander. I've got about 25 years experience in the childcare industry. The majority of those years actually were in-home childcare, where I thought that I was just contributing to my family by taking care of children. And then, um, you know, when my kids were all old enough to go to school, I thought it was time to get a real job, you know? <laughs> and so I started working outside the home and I quickly realized that I was already doing um, kind of what I what, what I was meant to do and in the industry that I, you know, I was meant to be in all of those years, I just didn't know it. And so I became really, really focused on creating, um, you know, a quality preschool program in my home. And then that quickly grew into a center. And then I started getting interested in the, in the business aspects. And I worked with um, a couple of childcare, um, you know, coaches and consultants. I worked with a local score company, or as it's score is, it, it's not a company, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization that helps business owners um, oh, okay. with, you know, free tools and resources, um, you know, to help you figure out your projections and your business plans and, and get loans and all kinds of things. It's a great organization organization. Um, and so I grew from, you know, a, home, a small home uh, child care uh, preschool program, uh, licensed for 12. And I opened my first center, was licensed for 32. And after a, a couple of years, I again, I was tired of turning away kids. And so I, I moved across town. I opened a center that was licensed for 120 and, uh, you know, and quickly filled it. And during that process, I became kind of really passionate about two things and one was uh the the marketing and the and the business aspect of growing the center i learned so much it was so different than actually caring for the children which i also loved but uh, that that business aspect and the marketing aspect i just fell in love with it and a, a little fun fact about me i i was the yearbook editor in high school and um I actually, I was, I was the only high schooler that had a key to the high school because I worked on the yearbook and I worked in the dark room and they would let me come in on evenings and weekends, you know, to work on my projects that I actually had a key. So, yeah. so um, to me, marketing is kind of like yearbook, you know, journalism only paired with my, my favorite, um, I guess, you know, career path childcare. It's like, it's like just perfect and kismet for me. So um, I became in love uh, with that. And then also, as I grew my business, I started adding employees. And 
that was an eye-opener to me because I spent so much time planning my business and I thought I was going to hire all of these amazing staff members and pay them more and give them a great professional environment. And, and it, we were just going to be sunshine and lollipops and sleepover parties. <laughs> and I just had no idea that the way that another employee changes the garbage can would impact a different employee so negatively. And so like, that was like an eye-opening light bulb moment for me, like about workplace culture. And so um, I, you know, I started uh, studying that. I worked with, um, you know, a coach that really specialized in workplace culture, Julie Barkas um, is her name and she, she does great stuff. Um, And I learned a lot and uh, yeah, I ended up writing a book about uh, creating a great workplace culture. So that's that's my, um, I guess, entry or yeah, history in, in childcare uh, in a nutshell. I love the one you mentioned there, if you don't mind me saying, it was about the um, how one person changing the bin can actually, you know, change the trash, can actually change someone else's perspective or, you know, get them to react negatively. Because it's so true, isn't it, really? Um, mm-hmm. you know how all those things impact each other so your yeah. your chapter so just so everyone so we're talking obviously about childcare, uh the childcare top tips book and in the book on page 23 is cindy's chapter talking about building a positive workplace culture in your childcare center so what we're going to do everyone we're just going to give you a quick snippet um cindy's going to cover off maybe four or five points around things taken from her chapter so cindy i'm going to pass over to you and um, I'm really excited because obviously I've read what you've written, but I'm really yeah. excited for you to share what you're, you're going to share with everyone here. Well, yeah, I did. I did share several tips in the chapter, of, you know, about creating a, a positive workplace culture, and they really, really do just scratch the surface. But um, I think reading it, you'll you'll get a really great foundation, a really <clears throat> good idea of you know some key points that you need to have in place. Um, you know, in order to have a great workplace culture. And again, this is, you know, a short little podcast, so we can only touch on a couple of them. But, you know, one thing I really, I really want to hit home on is about taking care of your employees and building relationships with them. They kind of go hand in hand. They're actually, you know, two tips in the chapter. But when I, when I talk about taking care of your employees, we're recording this in a, in a kind of a post COVID world where the, the great resignation has happened, where quiet quitting is a topic of conversation where people are, 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 childcare owners are having a hard time finding qualified staff, finding a warm body, finding anybody to even show up for an interview. So when you find that person that shows up, that takes the job, that comes in for orientation and lasts a couple of weeks, you need to do everything you can to keep them, keep that retention. It also helps your bottom line. The longer you keep an employee, it helps your bottom line and it it, it trickles down into the quality of your program because children's brains build connections with their caregivers. But okay, that's that's another subject. you need to keep them and your employees need to know that you care about them. I do a talk that uh, your employees will never ever care about your business unless they know that you care about them personally. I love that. So t- taking care of them means meeting their needs financially um, and, you know, and personally as much as possible. I'm talking about things like, you know, 
giving them a little bit of, of leeway, in, you know, in, in scheduling, making sure that you're paying them well. If you can offer any benefits or perks, and it doesn't have to be full-blown health insurance. It could be they get their birthdays off or they get, you know, a pizza party on, on their anniversary or, um, you know, they earn points and can win prizes. I mean, there are all kinds of different ways that you can integrate perks into your program. It's all how you put out that messaging. So you need to let them know that you're taking care of them as much as possible by providing all of these things that meet their needs. And then, you know, build relationships with them. They want to know, or I'm sorry, they'll feel more personally connected to you and your business. If you ask about their kids' little league game, if you show up when they're in a play, when you have um, an after hours um, get together, and it doesn't have to be something you're paying for, it's just you're coordinating. Hey, anyone who wants to go go out for you know appetizers after work on Friday, we're meeting at Applebee's or you know whatever. You need to find ways to connect with them personally and, and meet with them or do some fun activities with them to let them know that you're invested in them as a person and not just as a means to building their your business and your I bottom line. That. I love that. So, do, you, do you feel do you feel people, you know, prior to COVID, prior to you know this big shift in the industry around recruitment, do you feel the people were almost you know a bit blasé about that aspect? Around they thought that it was all around. Well, you know, if people want to come work for us, they should be the ones putting in the work. And do you think that's changed at all? I do think it's changed. It was starting to change prior to COVID because the childcare industry has a particularly high turnover rate. I think several caregiving industries do. It was sitting at around 40%, and, and that's pretty high. Um, and so it was already becoming you know, known and being brought to the spotlight as an issue, um, but it was amplified through this COVID situation because of the fact that it is people are uh, more picky about the, the jobs that they choose. They, they want to be um, more aligned with the company that they're working for. They want to feel like they're making a difference. And if business owners are not in tune with that trend in, you know, in the employment realm, I guess, um, they're going to miss out on some great employees. And the, the ones that are focusing on building relationships and showing outwardly that they are taking care of their employees, it's, it's snacks in the snack lounge. It's just like really small little things you can do to show that you care. Um, those employers are going to, are going to keep their, they're going to attract more employees and they're going to keep them longer. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Sorry to, you know, I, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that because I remember there was um, a client we started working with and I was saying, you know, we need to put more effort into the recruitment side. We need to stand out more. And they said, well, if someone wants a job, they should be the one putting in the effort. And I just remember thinking, no, we, you know, we need to have a light bulb moment here and start to realize that, you know, we need to be the ones making that effort. But also when they're on board, I love the point you made there that it isn't just about once they've onboarded, we need to make sure then we show them that love and appreciation 
once they are on board with us. Yeah, and it really does need to be authentic. I mean, this is something that you need to do whether you're feeling warm and fuzzy, at, yeah. you know, inside or not. But if you can actually put some of your own personal emotion into it and you really do care, they're going to feel it. They're going to know and they're going to end up being more loyal. They're going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Um, I heard an analogy one time, you know, about relationships and it's kind of like a checking account. Like you can put in a bunch of positive, a bunch of positive, a bunch of positive, and then a couple of negatives come out of your checkbook, but there's still enough positive there that it can hold the relationship. But at, at a certain point, there becomes a deficit and they just don't care anymore. The account's closed and they move on. So yeah. it's, um, yeah, it's important that that you're doing what you can to build a relationship with I your team. That. And That's, if it's not you as the owner, that your director is really gifted at it. That yeah, whoever yeah, is their supervisor, that's their most important job. The teacher's job is to take care of the kids. The director, the manager, the owner's job is to take care of the employees. Yeah. Totally. Love that. Okay. What's the next one you're going to share with us? Um, just to prioritize quality and professionalism in the workplace. Um, a lot of times, okay, I've had in a lot of Facebook groups that have to do with childcare, you know, in-home providers, centers, head starts, professional development or professional organizations. And there is a mindset among a lot of providers that, uh, child care has to be completely, you know, casual. You're in your sweats or your yoga pants or your, um, you know, you're, wa- you're wiping snotty noses and, you know, dealing with bathroom things, you know, diapers and things. And so there is a mindset among some people um, that it can be really casual. I, if you want to to have a child care center of excellence, the best one in the community, the one that your um, not only parents in your community are, are lining up to come to, but staff are lining up to work for, you need to show that you're a quality center. Those quality type of employees, staff members, teachers, caregivers, however, however you call them, they do not want to align themselves with the sweatpants wearing sit on your phone and just monitor the children in the classroom type of centers. They want to be a part of the center that pays extra for professional development that, you know, might be going the extra mile to become accredited or that might have a partnership with the Head Start program in their school district or brings in professional development training. They want to be a part of a center that they know they're making a difference at and that they can feel proud to work at. So putting a focus on quality um, you know, best practices, professional development, that is going to aid you in attracting and keeping or retaining nice. uh, great quality staff. Excellent. So. Okay. Uh, have we got any um, others you want to share with us as well? Yeah. So um, now if you're lucky enough, and I guess maybe, maybe that's, maybe I shouldn't have, shouldn't have said that, but I, I will. If, if you're lucky enough to have a really, really great team, um, you need to start letting go of the apron strings and trust and empower your team to make your 
school or your program um, the best it can be. Sometimes they might have a, an idea that you haven't thought of, or they might have a process that works better than what's in your handbook, or they might be super gifted at, you know, cultivating parent relationships or putting on an after hours event. Find ways to find the talents that your team has and let them shine because when they feel like they are contributing and it's their idea and they're making a difference, again, not only does it bring them some personal fulfillment, but it also, you know, it's it's like this cyclical, I want to keep contributing to this business because they're giving me a place to let what I'm passionate about shine. Um, so trusting and empowering your team will, you know, help with uh, employee retention. Um, it will also help to get some things off your plate and off your director's plate. Um, you know, for instance, you know, there, there could be a teacher that just really, really loves to organize files at nap time. <laughs> that could be, I mean, it's a, it's a silly little thing, but it could be something that, you know, that little introverted person just really, really loves to do that thing. And it could be, you know, it could be enough to get some things off of your plate and to help that employee feel more empowered I love at that. work. And, the you know, I think the last little tidbit that I will share is that, it may sound contrary uh, to public opinion, but you should do your best to facilitate fun and friendships within the workplace. Um, I forget the statistic exactly, but I think it's about 80%. Okay. <clears throat> An employee that feels like they have a best friend at work, or, you know, some people call it their work way for, you know, their work BFF. They feel like they have a best friend at work. They're 80% less likely to leave. Okay. That's if they feel like they have a friend because they don't want to leave their friend hanging. Um, it also helps to um, boost the, the energy vibrations in your school because you're not working with somebody that you're, you know, having this contrary relationship with like we've all had that person that Karen or, you know that that person that you know just gives you the snide eye every time you put the paper towel in the wrong place or you drink, change the, the, the trash can the wrong way or you know whatever it is we've all had that coworker that the second they enter the room you feel that tension but when you're working with somebody that you feel an affinity with that you feel um that you know that that fun vibe where you can make a joke or you know, you have a secret handshake, whatever it is, it makes work more enjoyable and it bonds, you know, the staff together, not only together, you know, with themselves, but together with your company. So I, love I think that it's really, really important to do whatever you can uh, to facilitate fun and friendships. Do you know, as you mentioned that one, I, I could think of three or four examples of where that's happening right now in our business. And it, you're right. It's so important where, Someone feels that, um, you know, sense of, um, you know, that friendship and that community and the the willingness to share more things. You know, we, we've mm -hmm. not to go into them, but we've had team members share things recently that I would have in front of the whole team that I would never expect people to share. And I think that just goes to show that it isn't just a work colleague. They do feel that they are amongst friends. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, that's really, really important to show. And, and you know, the greatest respect as well, I think sometimes... You know, having run our own centers for a long time, 
those environments can be a little bit, you know, um, dare I say, you can have one or two people that can maybe, you know, talk about people behind their own back, etc. And things mm -hmm. like that happens, you know. So if you can create that, if you can really focus on one of the, you know, front and friendships as a as a key element of your business, I think you've got something quite unique because unfortunately there is a lot of people where there's, you know, talking behind each other's back going on and, you know, saying things like you said about the trash cans going out, not doing it the right way and everything else. Mm -hmm. So guys, just to summarize the four points that Cindy's gone through. So make sure you show your care, be really genuine in that one. You know, make sure you've got professional development that people feel a sense of, you know, career progression or they, they know where the business is going. They've got that real progression opportunities. Um, trust and empower your team. I love that one. And then fun and friendships within the workplace. So, Cindy, the I know you've gone into a lot more detail. One of the things I loved about your chapter in the book, when we when we did the brief for this, so all of you guys know, we said to everyone, hey, right, who are the experts in this field? And we went out to each expert and we asked them to give us their top 10 tips. And I remember Cindy coming back to me and saying, um, I can't limit it to 10. Do you mind if I just add one or two more? And I said, absolutely, because... The more value we could pack into the book, the better the book would be for you guys. And, uh, you know, just to reiterate, the reason why we are pushing this book so hard is because we have cut out all the fluff. OK, the whole idea of this book is I said to everyone, you've literally just got to give us your top 10 tips. And as a result of that, everyone has gone through. They've done that within the book. And of course, all the money, more importantly, from this goes to Operation Underground Railroad. Um, so, Cindy, I want to say a massive thank you, first of all, for you for contributing to the book. Um, you did an amazing piece in there. Well, two amazing pieces. It was just outstanding what you wrote. Um, and also thank you for you to give up your time to come and be with us today as well. I'm extremely grateful for you as always. So any last words of wisdom you want to share with everyone before we, we jump off? Well, I, I'm just so grateful to have been included in the book. I mean, I know a lot of the contributors personally, and um, some of them are like wish list. I want to meet you people. Um, and I just feel like so honored to be able to be included with this stellar group of experts, you know, not only in childcare, but, you know, in business and in marketing, because I, you know, I know some of the, the contributors didn't come exactly from childcare. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I am so thankful to be a part of it. And um, yeah, I guess I guess that's it. No, honestly, Cindy, what what you provided to everyone is gold. If you haven't read this yet, guys, I promise you, just that chapter alone, what Cindy's written here is is worth the the ten dollars to get your digital copy, or you know the twenty dollars to go and get your hard copy of the book. That chapter alone, I promise you, is just worth that money. So, Cindy, I want to say a huge thank you from you as always, and. Um, Hopefully what we'll do is we'll do a meetup. We'll get all you guys together so you can meet everyone face to face, all those contributors to the book as well sometime in the future. So um, thank you once again for joining me today. Thank you. We're on a mission to help business owners just like you to get more customers into their businesses and to help you stand out from your competition. If you'd like to find out more about the ways we can help your business, check out our website at childcarebusinessgrowth.com.